Hey, group chat. I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week, we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as Black millennial women. We're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can. This is Black Girls Texting with Chelsea, Glenn, and Shade. Girls texting. I'm reporting live from my friend's bedroom. I apologize. Who am I joined by? Why are y'all Always looking like that? some bullshit you, with you. Yeah, and your, your internet sounded. Well, this is Glenn, who is just, you know, holding Shadi to task. This is Chelsea Pinky. <laughs> no, I'm I know. I'm one, to to I'm one to talk. I'm one to talk. Correct. <laughs> well, we're going to keep it cute and brief because this episode that you're about to hear is amazing. We have the beautiful Megan Good. If you couldn't tell from the title. Um, so I'm going to kick it off so that you don't have to hear my glitchy voice for very long. Great. I'm, I'm going to... Um, read or reply. <laughs> I am going to reply to a very light work week, actually, which is crazy because I've worked in retail my whole career. And usually Black Friday, Cyber Monday is like hell on earth, especially when I actually like the things that were happening on the website, <laughs> like that was terrible. But now I just sit back and let my sellers do their thing. I did have to kind of work over the weekend. I was wasted on my way to a music festival texting my boss, but she's very nice and understood. So yeah, that that was fun. I am leaving on red music festivals, actually. I don't know why I keep going to them because they are so annoying. Like, There's just so many people, typically, if you've ever been to like Coachella or like you don't go in a very hot place, like you dress for the day and then by the time it's the evening and all the like fun acts are on, you're freezing your balls off. Lots of lines, always a line for a drink or this or that. costs $75 in there, like what the fuck? Yeah. I will say Mexico's got something down, which I haven't seen anywhere where like you charge a little card. Where you charge your wristband. Like wristband. Actually, no, I saw this. Yeah, they have that. Yeah, I saw this at one event. Yeah, I saw this at one event. But it does make it way more seamless because you're just kind of like boop, boop, boop. And they have these little like portable phone things. So like it's no cash and cards and signing and all that bullshit. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing those like anymore. I'll go to like a concert with a multi-lineup, but like don't have me go into mad stages. And like we were VIP, we were supposed to have golf carts, but there were just so many people that like it didn't even make a difference. So yeah. Yeah, I'm fucking good on that. Like I need a seat first of all. Like can we contain people to seats so that they know (laughs) how many people are in the fucking not a seat. I'm not playing like I'm you the stuff you posted gave me anxiety like I was looking at your stories like this is my fucking hell on earth literally that should look crazy it didn't look that crazy to me it was packed with people body to body oh not body to body I mean I don't like crowds either which is also funny because I'm like why do I go to music festivals yeah I'm not I'm not one to go into a crowd I kind of like chill on the outskirts and like yeah yeah. I did see some of the most like iconic reggaeton artist of history and that was pretty epic but how about y'all oh my god i'm replying to chelsea congratulations chelsea we haven't like said this on the let her do uh, it let her do it let her do it i'm gonna let her do it but i'm i'm segueing to her and i would be a bad friend if i didn't congratulate her on air yeah i like all the congratulations okay (laughs) should i go yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, I'm replying to the fact that I'm engaged, I'm happy and excited. It's been like, I think, has it been a week or two weeks? Whatever. It's been something like, I'm in oh. it now. Um, So yeah, I'm excited. Oh, uh, uh, that was something that happened in the group chat. Chelsea sent us a picture of her hand with a ring on it. And Shadi and I were like, what? what the <laughs> fuck? What's happening? All she sent was a picture and said, guys. <laughs> <laughs> And I was oh like, this God. is fake. This isn't real. Because Chelsea be trolling us sometimes. I know. I knew it was coming, but it like I just was like, what the fuck? Oh I know. My God. I was I know. so drunk when you sent it. And I was at like in the, a rehearsal dinner. And I just started like crying at the table. And everyone was like, bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, it was so amazing. And I'm so happy. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. It's all 
world just happening, you know? I know a lot of like, it's wild because everyone says what can happen in a year. And now I'm literally engaged and about to move across the country. Lots Unreal. of changes. Wild. I look so like excited. I'm crying. I'm just cold. My nose is red. Yeah, I know. You had me concerned. <laughs> yeah, no. Like yeah, and then so fucking trippy that I had a dream about you getting engaged, but I didn't want to tell you because I was like, oh, she's going to be like, <laughs> Wow, maybe you're like a seal woman. Who knows? I <laughs> wish I could dream. I had a lot of money. <laughs> Wait, yeah. I, had, I had a dream that Chelsea... Didn't that imagine Chelsea was pregnant or something? And then somebody else said, did you have a dream that she bought a house as well? That's probably coming soon. Or maybe I had that dream. There was a bunch of, there's, I've had some dreams of Chelsea, like, having big changes. Wow, you guys just dream about me? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I know that's, not, okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, are you leaving anything on red? Mm, I mean, I'm leaving on red the fact that Virgil died from cancer um only at the young age of 41 it's like so scary how life is just so short i keep hearing of more and more young people dying Mm -hmm. one of my sorority sisters died from brain cancer she's only a year older than me so yeah life is crazy random shit can happen to anyone so treat yourself well treat other people well yeah 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 to that point i've been seeing a lot of people say that in response to his passing, like, you never know what people are going through. Like, remember kindness, because remember how people were, like, roasting him and dragging him. And he was in the middle of that, that mm-hmm. you know, journey with cancer. Yeah. Um, but I spent much of yesterday just, like, going through so many people's posts about him and all these tributes to him. And I feel like, you know, when we were, like, young, sceny New York kids, like, I looked to the Virgils and the Heron Prestons and the Vashtis. And when remember that picture of Kanye West and like Don C and Taz Arnold and Virgil, and they all have like mad MCM on and they looked actually tacky and crazy, but it was like, <laughs> that was a pin, that photo was like a pinnacle <laughs> moment. That's like when Amber Rose started hanging out with them. And like, you see all these like streetwear kids, kind of nerdy kids that, you know, were sitting in their basements. It's like growing up, like making beats and dreaming about design like all coming up. Like, I feel like they are like, they are like everybody's like godfathers. Like people say that about Kanye, right? Like, and Virgil is totally a a part of that. And the things people were saying that he really wanted to push the new generation of creators and encourage people to be as, have as many hyphenates in their name that it was all about like just just design and creating and in all different kinds of forms is so dope. Like it's sad yeah apparently had a lot more coming like somebody posted something like I was just talking to him yesterday we're making plans he was supposed to be doing like several activations in uh, Miami for Basel so like things happen so Mm. fast yeah yeah I mean a lot of people don't know it's not only fashion but a lot of your like favorite album covers were like designed by him like lots of Kanye covers of course but other artists too what else he was like he did like that really cool capsule thing with ikea and like other furniture companies mm-hmm. so yeah it's really sad to see him go um just especially that young so young it was just like mm-hmm. what like you just would never imagine and apparently he's been battling this for three years so and he has young kids i believe so definitely sending them prayers and, and people were coming at him because i think he sold majority for Off-White and everyone was Mm. like you sell out you Mm. sell out Mm. and I think you know now that we have this information maybe he was just trying to make sure his family had Mm -hmm. money for when he was gone right so it's kind of crazy we'll just judge and judge I have noticed several people in like paying homage to him they have all these disclaimers like you know regardless of how I felt about him as a designer and I find that like kind of interesting like leave it out like why like I mean I guess but like I guess they don't want to seem fraudulent Mm -hmm. like they they were this big version him that whole time right which honestly you can critique people but it's just like no one knew he was fucking had cancer like and no one I'm sure thought he would just die like this um so yeah it, I, I do hope that it makes people reconsider like how we treat people online and how quick people are to like tear people apart. And I've been mm-hmm. seeing so many posts of people just like the, the amount of memes and shit that are about people being annoyed by the internet, feeling lonely, feeling depressed, feeling like the world is about to end, feeling like apathetic about everything. Hell yeah. I see this shit every day. Like the, the amount of memes I see about people being like, I can't stand working 
like all this kind of stuff. It feels like there's this collective angsty, like listless energy going around, exhaustion yeah. going around. I mean, oh. we are in the middle of, well, the start of winter, I guess. And I feel like yeah. anytime it's like, I mean, I look outside at like 3 p.m. and it's fucking pitch black. It's that's pretty depressing. So yeah. I'm sure lots of folks are dealing with seasonal depression and don't even know it. Totally. Yeah, definitely don't have any desire to come back for that exact reason. <laughs> I know. I'm like, God. I mean, but one thing a lot of people said that was that Virgil definitely lived life to the fullest and just like kept making mm-hmm. things, kept living, exploring, playing, experimenting. So there's something to be taken from that. Okay, my on red in reply, I'm going to leave on red this fucking woman that did my hair. I love my hair. I got full locks for y'all who can't hear, um, can't hear, can't see. Can't see. Um, I did it in Philly. Because one of my homegirls was like, oh, Philly no, you really going to roast this lady? Da, 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 you da. went all the way to Philly? Yes, I am. No, I was there for the holidays anyway. So oh, okay. I booked this woman. She booked a, She booked me for a 9 a.m. appointment. I was like, okay, girl. And I I, pay, I paid extra to have her come to my the place where I was staying. I'm like, all right, that, you, I don't have to do shit, but like, come downstairs. You're going to be there at 9 a.m. I text her at like 8.55. Like, hey, just let me know when you're outside because the bell is a little wonky. Then she messages me at like 9, 10, like, hey, love, I'm actually running a little late. I just woke up. I had a long night, ma'am. No, no, nope. Ma'am, ma'am. Unprofessional. So fucking unprofessional. And with the and with the most casualness ever saying that she overslept. What? First of all, if you knew she was going to, you know, when you lay down to sleep that you are not about to be ready to wake up or whatever. I've done the shit before too. I was set an alarm for 6 a.m. and tell the person, type, type to them then and say I'm running late. She shouldn't be doing that regardless. She need to get her ass up and be there because she had a job to do. If you knew you had to be someplace at 9 a.m., why did you stay out all night the night before? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So I'm like, okay. And I had an appointment. I had like plans later that afternoon. So it was going to like fuck my shit up if she came any later. She's like, can we push our appointment back to 11? I'm like, girl, get up. And come on over here. Why are we pushing it to 11? And then I'm like, fine. What did you actually say? I was Uh, like, no, I was like, I mean, that really like throws off my plans. But like, if 11 is all you can do, then fine. And then at like 945, she's like, okay, love, then I'm on my way. 11, I'm sorry, like 1045. Remember, she's supposed to be there at 11. She's like, hey, so my GPS is saying that I won't be there till 1215. I'm like... How, how the fuck if you was leaving an hour ago and your point was at nine nine i'm like all right fuck it i'm sorry i understand that things happen but this is too much to go from an appointment that was at 9 a.m to noon so can you please refund me my deposit she's like sorry love if you look in my details i don't do any refunds unless i cancel the appointment bitch you should be canceling i'm sorry i'm gonna wait her, what you should be canceling the appointment because you fucked up you should be apologizing to me she never said i'm sorry are you you should be like wild right and then i'm over here my parents were i was with my parents they're like that's crazy don't let her get you if she's not gonna give you your money back report it to paypal say it's fraud get your money back and then roast her all underneath her comments because this is unprofessional but then i'm like wow she really got me like locked because I'm going to fucking Miami this weekend. I need to do something to my hair. Like I'm in a rock and a hard place. Right. I have no fucking choice. I'm like, fine, girl, come for 1215. Jesus Christ. So whatever. It happened. She did it. It was fine. She didn't speak to me the whole time, which was amazing. Not in like no leeway. She was like listening to a podcast. I was doing work. I hate a chatty stylist. Can't stand it. She did her job, but like she's trying to do all the things to be professional. But these types of things are like crucial to like being an entrepreneur. So anyway, to add to that, this stylish shit. I was watching a video by this chick, Queen Chioma, on YouTube. She was, for one, like poking fun at these stylists that have these passages of disclaimers. Have you ever been to those booking pages? Mm-hmm. Yes. Literally a tome. Mad things are in bold. Things are in uppercase letters. Some things are small. Some things are fine print. There's Hate it. There's there's fucking <laughs> bullet points. There's numbers. There's emojis. Girl, what? No wonder I miss that you don't give the refund because this is a passage. Like, who is reading all of that shit? Y'all need to do, they need to figure that out. Who started making these booking pages and writing packet passages and everybody else started writing passages too? Like, but why I guess is that, that what people do? I get that you don't accept refunds, but you were hours late. Three hours late. How, how would you not just refund what? my shit? 
She's like, you can just come back another yeah. time. That's as if I fucked up. Exactly. And best believe, if you were 15 minutes late, she probably oh, would have been like, oh, charged. a charge, late charge fee or some 20, sh- they, stupid shit. Yep. $25 every 15 minutes or some shit. Bonkers. Mm-hmm. Bonkers. Bonkers. And you know what? It's a, it's a shame because, you know, I don't think the other people would be treating be our clients people. like that. Oh, wild. And mm-hmm. it was just so like, okay. That's why you can't even hey, test yeah. new people. Yeah, Mm-mm. I go off recommendations, but this girl was a recommendation. No, I just found her on Instagram. Oh, you bugging. I know my dad was like, this is what you get for finding these Instagram people. I'm like, what the fuck else? Because <laughs> at like, least if it's a if it's a referral, then at yeah. least they, they understand that like they could damage multiple relationships, you know? True. I will never return to that girl. That is for damn sure. And then another hair related thing that I'm going to leave that I'm going to reply to is this series on YouTube called uh, Hairdresser Reacts. I'm obsessed with it. It's this dude named Brad Mondo. It's so ridiculous. He just watches oh. people do at-home hair things. Mm. And it's the like he watches people dye their hair blonde and bur- burn all their hair out or like do all these crazy-ass hair transformations on their own. And he just is like giving all this commentary. And it's just been bringing me so much peace. Like watching hair videos is my form of ASMR. I also love watching um, <laughs> lace front installations on Instagram. It's one of my favorite Oh, yeah, I love to watch them melt that lace. Oof, love it. I think Brazil more joy. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. Um, all right. To watch them melt Hotline's- that lace. I love it. Anybody's hotline blinging? <sighs> Not that I can say on here. <laughs> Damn. Ooh. Well, well I've been getting lots of <laughs> congratulatory texts, and I'm I appreciate sure all of them. So beautiful. Aww. We're very excited. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to our Black Girl Doing Shit. My good sis, that's a Black Girl Doing Shit. Okay. So, our Black Girl Doing Shit this week, if you couldn't guess, is the fine ass Megan Good. I have had a girl crush on her forever. Um, Yeah, my gosh. So Megan is, as you all know, just kind of like a heartthrob of the 90s and 2000s, but she's also the lead in Amazon's new series, Harlem, from the Girls Trip writer. And it's set to premiere later this year. It follows the lives of four Black women, friends from their college days at NYU as they navigate sex, relationship, facing their dreams. And Megan's character's name is Camille. Um, but as I mentioned, Megan has been in the game for a minute, over 30 years. Not only is she an actress, she's a producer, a director, and a philanthropist. She has directed like music videos. She will also star in Netflix Day Shift opposite Jamie Fox a dog we get into and she is pronounced girl raps which we also discuss some of these sad raps you've probably seen her rocking that look with her eyebrows popping mm-hmm. and she is a fellow Leo so tap 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 in and get ready to hear more and now a word from our sponsors hey BGT listeners Have you ever seen a vitamin water display at your local store? It's like walking into an actual rainbow. Is it just me or are the flavors of vitamin water insanely attractive? Plus with titles like Energy, Revive, Focus, Refresh, Essential, Power C, and Triple X, it's easy to pick a flavor to match your vibe. The real flex is flavor. Don't forget to check out the newest flavors, Gutsy Watermelon Peach and Look Blueberry Hibiscus. Hey group chat, it's your girl Sade here and Sprite Winter Spice Cranberry is back and now available with zero sugar. Enjoy the cool, crisp taste of the Sprite you love, refreshed with tart cranberry and a warm spice blend that's perfect for the holidays. What's up group chat? I'm so excited to put you on to one of my favorite podcasts. It's called For Colored Nerds. Now, I got into For Colored Nerds way back in like 2014. I loved the content. It was smart, funny, nuanced. And I also loved the hosts, Brittany Luce and Eric Eddings. They're both HU grads just like me. Go Bison. Now, Brittany and Eric went on to host The Nod on Quibi. You might have heard of it. But now they're bringing For Colored Nerds back. And you can expect nuanced conversations about Black culture. Like one week, they could be talking about raising kids. And the next, they could be recontextualizing the legacies of early Black cinema gems. I know you're going to love it. So listen to For Colored Nerds now on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, y'all. 
It's time for the group chat. First and foremost, we are so shook to have Miss Megan Good jumping into the group chat. I'm shook. I've had a girl crush on you forever. So <laughs> it's just so amazing to have you here. Thank you for stepping into the group chat with us. Ah, thank you for having me here. First off, is this a new hair? I, I... This is new hair. Uh-huh. I, I've been working since January. September was my first month off. And I was like, you know what? What does Megan want to do? Mm-hmm. Megan wants to go blonde with the bob that she finally grew out during the pandemic. So that's what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> so Miss Jasmine and Ashley uh, blessed me with the, with the color. And we're going to hit these roots because they're already starting to come out. But, you know. You love so a blonde good. moment. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I also was curious. I was just kind of stalking your IG. And your bio says, some women are lost in the fire. Some women are built from it. What does yeah. that mean to you? I have been through a lot of fires, Mm -hmm. Uh, some a few publicly, but most of them privately. I feel that everything that I am is built from those experiences. Obviously, they've made me stronger, but I think that they've kind of led the way in terms of like outside of God, just how I see the world, how I approach things, my authenticity, my truth, how I love others, how I treat others, how I leave people. All of that was built from the fire that I went through. And I don't want people to experience some of the things that I've experienced or felt, feel the ways that I felt. And so I do my best to offset that and, and to put good things into the world and good things in the human beings. That's so beautiful. I love that. We have a fun icebreaker that Shade loves to play. basically it's a game it's a play on the the texting thing um so it's on red or reply if you leave something on red you're not here for it you've opened up the text and you choose not to respond you left it on red (laughs) if you reply you're here for it okay okay ready oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) the first thing low-rise jeans reply that's because you can wear them they're making a comeback i was gonna say they're coming back yeah (laughs) Well, there was a good 10 years where I couldn't wear them. So uh, <laughs> the fact that I that I made it by 40 and can make it back to them, I, I feel good about that. So I'm like, all right. Did you say 40? 40? 40. Yes. August Hello. 8th. She's a Leo. Hello. I'm a Leo. Gang, gang. Gang, gang, gang. Okay, I so we're going to have to get into some make sense care. I'm thinking about roll bounce when yeah. you had the braces. Yeah. Okay, it makes sense. Wow. I was... 23 playing 16 oh my god kissing bow wow who was 16 <gasps> oh my god wait how weird was that uh it was crazy you know you talk about being a cougar Robin, <laughs> i was like oh my god am i going to jail or what um but you know i i, I have a very i guess youthful spirit and bow wow was was a little old man at 16 so <laughs> Yes, he balanced out. We all had a great time on that set. Oh my gosh. Okay. The next one is mood rings. And these are all like 90s, 2000s inspired because like you are our icon of that time. You still are our icon, but come on now. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Shari was being Um, a creep as a teenager. (laughs) Yeah. Because yeah, 90s, I was a teenager. I would go with reply. I liked mood rings. I thought they were so cool. Yeah, they were like legit, especially when they were like purple or black. I just I don't remember what that meant. I think it meant good things. Meant that like your body was hot, right? (laughs) That's actually what it meant. Is it? Oh yeah, there's that. Frosted tips. Mm, Leave that on red. Yeah, it ain't for me. Correct. We don't need those to make a comeback. You like frosted tips? Oh, I don't need them to make a comeback. But come on, like in sync, Backstreet Boys. I felt like it was wrong men. (laughs) I was like, oh, well, you know, he's so cute, but he didn't need those tips. He didn't need them. They really had JT with like the ramen noodle waves. That's how it looks. So crazy. His little little curly cues, the frosted tips. I was like, yeah, no, but he's still cute. Oh my gosh. All right. This one you have to reply to. Heavy brown lip liner. Oh, reply, reply, reply. Look, once Mary J came out with, what was it, Real Love, I think it was. And then, mm. you know, I'm not going to cry and all that stuff. And it was just like the deep. I swear that the the line that I have around my lip to this day is because <laughs> I wore so much brown. And if I didn't have brown, I would grab a black 
like eye pencil. Like I was going to have a line no matter what. Um, yeah, it was a real, it was a serious addiction. So. Oh my God. I kind of want to bring that back. It was good. Yeah. You know, maybe not dark brown, but like <laughs> brown, you know, mix it with some, not just like the hard line, like it was. Um, plus I grew up in like, you know, predominantly white neighborhoods. So the only other people of color were like Spanish women, you know? So there was like a, a lot of um, cholas and a lot like, you know, and that was like the thing, like we had like mm-hmm. the belt with like the initial on it and we had the khakis and the, oh, yes. and the white beater and, you know, the, the lip liner was a part of the uniform. A little mole. Mm-hmm. The mole. I was right here. <laughs> you did the mole? Oh my God. I Love did. And once in a while. Once in a while, but really, what got me was the brows. The brows. Yeah. Okay, so, so the journey. It's been a journey. Have you done microblading or micro shading? I've done everything. I did tattooing at twenty five. I did microblading at thirty. Micro shading at like thirty four. And then I realized over time, these lines they kind of start to like spread and blend together. And when you don't have a lot of brow color, like if you have some brows and you do that, then it's not going to be bad because it's just going to end up being a shade behind your your actual hair. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have much hair at all, like I didn't, it just became like blocks. And and when I got to my mid thirties, I was like, Oh, this is actually making me start to look like old or quicker because Mm -hmm. it's like, they're so harsh. And so um, what ended up happening was I saw on Amber Rose's page that she had got um, an eyebrow transplant uh, with hair from her real head. And so, I mean, not that there's a fake head from her head. And um, I researched the doctor and um, I had thought about it years ago, doing it like the hair club for men. And I knew another actress that did it, but she was like, it, it wasn't great. So I was like, nah, I'm straight. But then when I saw the way that this doctor did it and harvested the hair and everything, I was like, all right. So I went back, I went to him, I did it once. And then I went back like two years later, added a little bit more. And then like last year I added like a few little hairs, like a a little bit of holes that I had, but now I got eyebrows like a real little girl. I mean, they're gorgeous. They look great. Does it hurt? No, no. The process itself was like, I mean, they, they do cut like a little bit of the back of your hair head and they take out a a little strip that has hair on it. They sew it back. Um, That was painless. And Um, and then they harvest the hair from that strip and they put little slits and they harvest each hair and you draw in the shape that you want. Um, and they do it in, in coordinates with your face and the shape of your face. And they just put the hairs in and then you have perfect brows for about a week or two, and then they all fall out. And then you have to wait three months for them to begin to grow back in. Mm. And then it takes a few months for them to grow in. Um, mm. But yeah, it's, it's so worth it. It's been a game changer. It's like when people are like, oh, you look really young. I'm like, that's a big part of it. Like once I was able to give myself back a full natural brow, it just made the rest of my face look younger, you know, because it, it just wasn't so harsh and making my features look harsh. I mean, brows are like, brows are important. Frame the face. <laughs> brows are important. <laughs> Well, they look gorgeous. So thank you. Money well spent. That is still shook. Yeah, I can tell she's like Googling it. Okay, I'm like, wait, 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 what? Like, <laughs> you just put us on game. I have okay. never heard of this. Yeah. And and look, if you don't have a lot of hair to replace, then they can ju- he can just poke it out, like pull it out from its root. So then you don't actually have to get like a little incision, um, which I think is what Amber Rose did um, <gasps> because her, because she has a bald head. Oh, right. She didn't want to do the incision. And so I was like, put the incision in my hair cover. Let's get as much hair as possible. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> also pluck out. Um, okay. Last thing, juicy track suits, red or reply. Reply because I lived in them. Um, back in the day, you know, uh, I, Kim and Chloe and everyone, we were all very close and Kim was the first person that wore the juicy suits like often. And I was like, this like frames her body so perfect. Like I need a juicy suit. And so after that, I went and bought like every color and every (laughs) like side, like it was crazy. Um, and so it was a real thing for me. I wore a few of them to like red carpet events. Oh my God. Girl, calm down. Like, but yeah. So now not so much, but then it was like, it was a thing. Listen, the 90s red carpets were very questionable, but at the time, <laughs> everyone just let it happen. And we were like, yeah. A lot of denim. A lot of denim. Lots of denim, lots of color, lots of cutting of shirts, lots mm-hmm. of belts, lots of big fedoras. <laughs> fedoras. <laughs> Colored eyeshadow. I could go on. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. 
Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for playing. Um, we are going to officially kind of get into the conversation. Um, first of all, you're really just kind of like doing everything like our black girl doing shit is to embody like a woman, a black woman that we just aspire to who is doing shit. And you are not only an actress an entrepreneur, you're also a director. Um, we're curious on how you balance it all. I'm just so curious about like your foray out of acting into these new kind of roles. Like right. give us the tea. How how you doing this? I'm a big, you know, I am a businesswoman, but I'm not, a lot of opportunities come to me and I say no often because they take time, you know, and I'm a big quality of life person and, and anything I get involved with, it's got to be something that's in my heart that I'm excited about, that I'm passionate about, you know, being an entrepreneur, coming out with good girl raps that really mm-hmm. was born out of, you know, me and Dr. Carey created Goddess Locks like back in 2014 or 2015. And those blew up so big that, you know, I would just, I, I was in love with that hair, or am in love with that hairstyle, I wear it often. And when I would work out, I would have trouble with my hair going everywhere. Or when I would go to sleep at night, I'd be like picking it up and putting it on the pillow mm-hmm, here and there and mm-hmm. try not to let it touch my face and break my cheek out. And I found an old scarf that I must've had like maybe 15 years prior, like in some stuff. And I repurposed it and realized like, oh, this is great because I can jump around with this and it's not going to slide off or at night, it's not going to slide off my head. And so I started using it to work out with and sleep in. And people were like, what is that? You know, I have dreads, I have braids, I have goddess locks, I have twists, I have curly hair that I don't want to wash every day. Like, how do I get this? And I was like, is there, do people really want this? And I just kept getting asked for a year. And I was like, I guess I will make some because people need them. And I guess it makes sense. And there's a real demand for them. And so I was like, okay, how can I make it so that, you know, if you, if your body's overheating, your head stays cool, or if you're, Mm. you know, really cool, your head will warm up. And how do I make it so that it definitely stays on your head and it's not sliding off and um, won't break your hair and traps in moisture and all these things. And then, you know, the good girl rap was born and, and um, that's one thing. And there's a few other things, you know, I'm looking at some brow pencils um, to help women create that, that pretty full look. And I'm also working on eye cream uh, with uh, Paul online. He's, he calls himself Horror Star and he's <laughs> best with pores. It's pretty amazing. And he's like 26 years old and he has a line. I believe it's pronounced uh, Charette, Charette or Charlotte. Not mm-hmm. There's not an L there. Charmette. I'm going to get it right, but I'm going to get it <laughs> um, But he's got a great line. And so we're developing an eye cream now because I'm big on like, you know, just getting ahead of like, you know, mm-hmm. wrinkles, saggy skin, tightening under your eyes, brightening under your eyes, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then with directing, I kind of fell into it. I thought I might do it one day, but wasn't planning to do it when I started. And my cousin had just come off a of Glee and he had um, a single he wanted mm-hmm. to put out and he asked me to help him produce the music video. And one of the things in producing, you know, is problem solving and putting all the pieces together. And so I got a director and the director seemed kind of like he might not be able to do it. I was like, don't worry, he'll be able to do it. If he can't do it, I'll direct it. Okay. It'll be Mm. fine. Well, he couldn't be able to do it. (laughs) So I ended up directing and I was like, wow, terrified. And I was like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to like waste my cousin's (laughs) money and he's going to like hate me. And it ended up being like the beginning of just like a love affair, I, I instantly realized I knew exactly what I was doing and I knew exactly what I wanted. I've been watching it my whole life and right. I might not know the name of that lens, but I know what lens I want. You know, right. I may not know exactly how to get this shot, but what do you think was the best way to approach this? Okay, great. That's actually a good idea. Now that I've got that, let's actually do this, you know, and just, it just kind of came. And then I realized I didn't have to wear hair and makeup and I could just show up in sweatpants and a beanie and, (laughs) you know, create and and serve the project and serve people um, and do something meaningful because, you know, everything we do here gets filtered out into the rest of the world and Mm -hmm. it shapes the way, you know, a person sees the world and what's possible and what they can accomplish. And so I just, I've, I love directing so much for me. I just get involved in wherever my heartbeat feels like, man, this is something I should be doing and I can lend something Mm -hmm. and I'm happy doing, you know. You can tell you're passionate about it because like you started talking about it and I don't know, it was like a beam coming off of you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have a quick aside, ladies, before we go into the next question. I'm going to have to look into these wraps. I have to admit, I don't like wearing a bonnet or a scarf with my man. Like I just like I personally Mm -hmm. like 
So I'm, I'm silk pillowcase mommy, but I feel mm. like at times you still need to like, make sure like nothing yeah. really helps like a good bob, like fall, like wrapping it properly. But like when I have my like old scarf on, I'm like this ain't it listen right. i date men with locks and i've been they've worn bonnets they have had bonnets on yeah if you want kind of look i kind of look kind of into it <laughs> shine help you as a black woman you have to wrap that hair up. but i need like a cute wrap and i see your wraps look cute like at least i Thank want it you. to look like when i'm going to bed it's kind of like mm. like i don't want you right. making out with me with my old bonnet on like i wear my be- wraps to lunch like if i'm coming from the gym i'm like what well, i'm gonna take my hair down for right now i don't feel like dealing with that I throw on my little sunglasses and go to lunch in my bonnet because it it doesn't really look like a bonnet. It really it's is exactly just back and pull back and you make you can tie something here, but it's like off your face and it's flat and you could pick the design that you want or you could just do black, you know. And for me, it's still it still frames my face and looks good. It's not like a big thing kind of yeah. making me look like, you know. We call it the wombo when you yeah. have that really big That's bonnet. Big, big one. Lean in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I have one of those for this, you know what I'm saying? But uh, but for my other things, for my for my goddess socks or any of my braids and stuff, I, I, that's why I love the wrap because I feel like I can actually wear it in public and still mm-hmm. feel cute. That was like a whole conversation too. Remember, mm-hmm. like, can you wear your bonnet outside? Yes. How, how did you feel about that conversation? I feel to each his own, you know? I, I understood points on both sides. I do understand points on both sides, but I'm like, I am going to do however I feel led in this moment. <laughs> but I do understand the importance and the responsibility and the fact that things aren't really fair. And sometimes when things aren't fair, you have to step up in a different way in terms mm. of like changing mm. people's perceptions and, yep. you know, and be mm. thoughtful about that kind of thing. But in the same breath, you know, I, I give it thought, but I don't overthink it because for, for me, you know, if I got to do it, I got to do it. But I, for the most part, try not to do it. I'll wear mine because I feel like mine are, are stylish and don't just look like a, a regular bonnet. But I don't really wear one in the airport, but I but I might get to my chair and when they turn the lights on, I might put my bonnet on, you know, right. and they take it off before I get off, you know. So, um, but I don't judge anyone who does it or says they don't do it for, for that reason. Same camp. I feel that, yeah. I mean, I think the Same thing camp. about it was like the hair care part, right? Like the, that was one of the arguments I heard on the other side. Um, right. Which, you know, those flights be dry, you know. <laughs> Right. And like do. leaning your head against things. Well, look, that's the compromise, you know. Hey, you <laughs> eat, hook it up, you know. Or not. Some people are like, no, I'm tired. I want to get on the plane and go to sleep. How about that? So. <laughs> Listen, to each his own. Exactly. So, Mrs. Franklin, if you're nasty. <laughs> We saw a clip where you spoke about getting closer to your husband in quarantine and mm-hmm. proactively doing marriage counseling. Yeah. Um, I'd love to hear more about that because I feel like there's a stigma around one, like therapy overall in you right. know the black community, but also like people think you go to marriage counseling when something's going wrong. And you said like, right. y'all were all good. You were just trying to get ahead of things and learn more. And I mm-hmm. thought that that was really dope. Yeah, I think it's important, you know, I think it's important to be proactive instead of reactive, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think marriage counseling is an incredible, incredible, incredible tool because we both come, all of us come with things, you know, that have nothing to do with each other, you know, childhood traumas, things we're currently experiencing, things we have experienced. I think marriage counseling really allows you to dig into those things and in, in, in digging in those things allows the other person to understand or try to understand, you know, why, where you're coming from, where certain behaviors come from, um, why you respond a certain way, why something is a trigger for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just counseling in general, you know, I've, I've been in therapy, like a good consistent therapy since like April. And it's been like, wonderful because I finally found my person and she's so funny she'd be like girl what's wrong with you <laughs> like she's, she's just she black? so cool cool chick but yeah I just think therapy is important you know to to get in front of things mm-hmm. beforehand you know and to yeah. really be willing to look under the hood and to know that like you know all of us have our stuff and that's okay and I think a lot of times in the black community or at least in the past I think it's becoming a little bit more of yeah. an open topic now but 
you know, it's like, well, why am I going to let somebody else who doesn't have their life together help me get my life together? Because they're trained <laughs> in doing right. that. We're not talking about their life. We're talking about the fact that they are trained to help you get your life together. And um, I think that we should take advantage of anything that is available to us um, and not think that we, we've got it all. That's why help is available to us, you right. know, in, in every capacity. Yeah, I was just listening to something and they were saying, like, even if I'm not going through something, I still go to therapy like even if it's going to talk to your therapist and, and saying like you know what? I'm in a good place yeah had a really great week like yep. just that consistency but is the goal is the goal of therapy to like eventually stop going or do you all believe like you should just always consistently go to therapy I think it depends you know I start a lot of sessions but like I feel great yeah and end up crying mm-hmm. <laughs> yes and it's like about something that's like not even wasn't even happening this week or last week it could be something that happened like four years ago or something that happened when I was 10 or like you know for me I think that you're constantly growing you're constantly evolving you're constantly healing you're constantly discovering things about yourself and so you know there's seasons where I will go to therapy consistently there's seasons where I just won't be as consistent maybe Mm -hmm. I'm working there are times when I just won't go at all you know but for me going consistently has been um really important, especially in this season, because I've been working so, so much and just making some life changes and really trying to assess like, okay, Megan, what are the things that you have not dealt with at all that maybe you're not even aware of, you know, Mm -hmm. and how is it affecting uh, different parts of your life, you know, and, and the way that you see the world and how you process things. And, you know, like a big thing for me for a long time was, you know, what people have to say about me or what people think about me. And, you know, I used to get my feelings so hurt. I'm like, but that's not who I am. And like, you know, and, and therapy has been um, a way to really weed through why you give people that much power and why do you Mm -hmm. care that much? And why does it affect you this way? And why does this automatically equal this for you? Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of those things. And so I think therapy is, therapy is amazing. I thank God that that he made it available to us. And I think we should take advantage of it. I feel like it's just like people say it's like exercising, but literally like it is like, it's like you work out consistently and then you're like, oh, my body is toned. I'm good. And then if you stop working out, (laughs) no, ma'am. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That tone is going to (laughs) fade. Yes, it is. But so, and speaking of therapy as a, as a resource and a tool for like self-betterment, I know that your faith is also really important to you too. So um, mm-hmm. I guess, how do you call upon your faith and what does your faith look like? Do you pray, pray every day? What is your, your relationship with God giving you? Oh yeah. Like I could look right now. My Bible's probably, see that? It's probably right <laughs> here. Yeah. I, you know, I get up. First thing I do is make sure that I do not pick up my phone. Mm. I sit up in bed. I take some deep breaths, you know, get some oxygen to my brain. I talk to God, rather it's prayer, rather it's talking, rather it's communing, just, just get in sync with him and just talk and spend time with him. Depending on how my day is going, I might open my Bible immediately. If I'm a little bit pressed for time, I'll open it throughout the day whenever I get a moment to. I say affirmations over myself. I make sure when I get in the car, the very first thing I listen to is gospel, something uplifting, something that's going to speak to my spirit and make sure the first thing that hits my spirit is something that's edifying, that reminds me who I am, that gives me like just like strength for the things that are coming throughout the day that I'm not even prepared for yet. But that helps me prepare and it helps me be ready to have an immediate reaction that says, okay, I can respond like this or I can respond like this, you know? Mm. Because that's the only thing that I'm in control of is how I respond to things that I can't control. I love that. Were you always like this in tune to your spirituality slash religion or is this something that you've grown into? Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up in the church. We didn't grow up going to church. When I was about 12, I had some friends, friends, associates, because I grew up in a, in a predominantly white neighborhood, there was a lot of bullying, a lot of racism. Mm. And there were two girls, one's name Alicia and one's name was Barbara. And um, there were two Spanish girls. They really looked out for me when people would try to bully me. My acting coach, who was like my coach from like 11 to 26, who is my godmother in essence, Carnetta, she did a youth group where she was a youth group pastor. And so we would go to this youth group and, you know, it was just something kind of to do after school. And Alicia and Barbara went, they were babysitting a little girl named Jessica, who was five, and they were with their friend Gina and 
Barbara's older sister, Joachima, who was Maya's age. They got into a car accident. Joachima died instantly. <gasps> Gina died three hours later. Jessica, the little girl, was on life support and she died on her fifth birthday. Oh. And Alicia and Barbara were the only two survivors. And Barbara got severe brain damage. <clears throat> it really changed her. And Alicia, who, who was the one I was closest to, had to do, you know, surgery to correct her eyelid that was torn off and just it was it was a really bad accident we went to a youth group meeting a few months later it was a a retreat Alicia we were at the top of this mountain we were all praying and Alicia like cried out to God and she was just like Jesus I want to know you I want you to come into my heart and I was just like so confused I was like wait how how does all that happen and you want to know God Mm -hmm. in my mind I'm like God let that happen you know Mm -hmm. it's very confused but I looked up to her so much and I was 12 and she was 13 you know and she just set the example that set me on my my course and so that night I got saved and initially as a young saved person I was extremely religious I was like complete bible stomper like (laughs) when when Lamaya lost her virginity at 16 I like cried to her I was like I just don't want you to go to hell like that kid like none of my my friends told me when they lost their virginity, you know, I, I just was like, yeah, I'm lunatic. And so it's taken years for me to just grow in my relationship with God and to not actually be religious, but to choose to have a relationship with God over a religion and mm. know him and to really hear from him and to be able to speak to him and, and hear what he has to say. And to know that, you know, I'm not the cookie cutter Christian. I'm not the cookie cutter religious girl or, you know, married to a minister. So I'm like, you know, the first lady by those standards or anything like that, but I am exactly who God has called me to be in every season of who I am. My convictions are between me and God and how I move, what I wear, what I do, what I say, what I think, how I live is all me and God communing. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make sense to everybody, but that's okay because, you know, it's only got to make sense to him. The only thing that matters is what he has to say about who I am. And he knows my heart and he knows the quality of the human being I am. And he knows what he's called me to. And he hasn't called me necessarily to the church. He's called me to, you know, dark places because mm-hmm. you can only light up, you know, light can't light up light. Light can only light up darkness. Well, I'm like, there's right so on- much in there. <laughs> Right on time. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. I, I I know we got to let you go, but I just love hearing what you're saying in terms of like that distinction between like religion and your experience, because I feel like so many people get lost in trying to follow specific steps and they feel as though if they don't follow those steps, then they are not doing worthy or they're doing it wrong. And you're just yeah. like, this is a connection that I've developed and a relationship that I've developed. And the biggest thing I took away from everything you said is this level of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Like even in the small moments of like listening to music in your car to, you know, some of those darker moments, like consistently having that gratitude is so, so important and so grounding, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's allowed it. So I do my part to meet him halfway, but at the end of the day, he's allowed it. Well, last thing, I know you have an upcoming Netflix film, Day Shift, with Jamie Foxx and Snoop Dogg. I'm so curious to know how it was working with them. What else you have on the horizon? (laughs) Like, just let the people know where they can see this beautiful face and beautiful soul. (laughs) Thank you. Well, Harlem comes out on Amazon December 3rd. Yes. So I'm really excited about that. I, I love, I love my castmates. I love my crew. I love, you know, Tracy, all of everybody included. I love this character. She, there's so much of me in her and I'm such a dork. You get to see all of that awkwardness and like it's fullness. So she's been really fun to play. And then Day Shift with Jamie vampire movie was like my bucket list and it's a vampire slaying comedy and it's oh my god really love it fun character for me and he's so great in it and Snoop is amazing in it and you know James Franco and um it's just a really oh it's a group it's a I'm sorry Dave Franco it's a really oh, I was cool like oh. love him too <laughs> is, when I tell you this kid is so hilarious and so great I mean it's it's a great group and then um I just finished Shazam 2 that'll be out 2023 
you know, the, the big kids are, were all throughout this one, which is really cool. We got new um, superhero uniforms and it's just cool playing a 12 year old. My, my biggest dream was like, I want to be in the action space in Marvel DC universe. Mm -hmm. And I want little black girls to be able to see themselves in these characters and what better way for little girls to see themselves by actually playing a 12 year old superhero it's cool it's 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 been a good it's been a really really good year you've been working been working and then (laughs) I have uh I just uh directed a short for Kevin Hart's company that's going to be premiering at Sundance um Brisha Webb is starring in it Cedric the Entertainer is in it um my castmate from Deception Captain Lanasa's in it and so yeah it's just I'm like just thank God I love that. All oh, maybe things. you and uh, Glenn can <laughs> convene at Sundance. I love Amen. you, girl. <laughs> well, we know enough. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I hit you up, bro. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us. I can now say that I was in the presence of Megan Good, even if it was via <laughs> Zoom. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, this has just been like such a pleasure. You are such a lovely person. And Thank we're so excited so for everyone to hear this episode. Check out everything that you're working on. I'm getting me a wrap. Okay? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Yay. When you talked about flopping the hair over on the pillow, I'm like, oh my God. I know that Listen. so well. <laughs> Listen, you'd be half asleep trying to move it to this side. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, you're welcome to the group chat anytime. Thank yes. you for joining us and have a lovely rest of your evening. Thank you. Thank y'all for having me. Thank you for coming. First and foremost. What you do? All right, listeners, this week we actually don't have a what would you do we didn't get an email this week so maybe everyone's lives are perfect um (laughs) but if you do have a what would you do and you want some sort of advice email us at hello at black girl sexing also you can dm us on instagram at black girl sexing you can also tweet us at black girl sex one you can also write in our youtube comments at black girl sexing youtube page or you can become a patron and write us there um yeah you know how to get in touch with us remember we are on uh, independently funded and run podcasts. Support your girls where you can. Thank you. Love y'all. Love ya. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting and we'll see you next week. Bye.